Welcome to day 166 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I want to share a highlight from our readings, which can be found in 1 Kings chapter 9 and 2 Chronicles chapter 8, with a focus on 1 Kings chapter 9, verses 6 through 9. But if you turn aside from following me, you or your children, and do not keep my commandments and my statutes that I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land that I have given them, and that the house that I have consecrated for my name I will cast out of my sight. And Israel will become a proverb and a byword among all people, and this house will become a heap of ruins. Everyone passing by it will be astonished and will hiss, and they will say, Why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? Then they will say, Because they abandoned the Lord their God who brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt, and laid hold of others' gods, and worshipped them and served them. Therefore the Lord has brought all this disaster on them. This is, a few days ago we talked about how God affirmed Solomon, affirmed his promise, affirmed that if he followed, things would go well for him. Well, here he makes another promise that if Solomon doesn't follow him, there is assured uh, destruction, there's assured punishment, there's assured chaos. And it's not just for Solomon. If Solomon leads the people into idolatry, which he later does, the people will be cast out of the promised land. The temple will become meaningless. See, all these all these wonderful things that a few days ago we read about, these promises and being established forever. God is a fair God. God is giving Solomon the same promise he gave David with the same conditions. And it's the same promise that he gave to Saul. And Saul, with his flippant heart, with his lack of desire to actually serve God, lost it. Now Solomon shows at the beginning of his kinghood that he desperately does want to follow God. And as we read on, we'll see that, unfortunately, because of his many, many, many wives and his own weakness of heart, he ends up making severe compromises. And so sometimes we come across verses in the Bible where we go, oh, how could God let this happen? How, why, why is God doing this? God promised untold goodness for obedience, but also severe repercussions for disobedience. You gotta remember this God that that brings the rain, that brings food and bounty and harvest and provision, you know, says to them, if you don't follow me, why would I continue to provide for you? If you're gonna worship other gods and accredit them for your crops and for your fertility and for all the good things, then why would I continue to give them to you? If those other gods are serving you so well, then can they protect you from me? And the answer is no, because they're all empty idols. They're, they're void of life. They're void of any power or authority. So ultimately, we, if we want to take hold of the promises, we've got to take hold of the responsibilities of those promises, which is to serve him with our whole heart. And I might sound like a broken record, but the reason why this gets repeated all throughout the Old Testament again and again and again and again, and even in the New Testament, is because fundamentally, at our core, we have a hard time with submission. We have a hard time with giving up what we believe to be our inherent rights and freedoms. And what we fail to see is when we follow God's way, what we walk into is greater than what we give up. You give up some of your control, but you walk into safety and security from a God who loves you. You give up putting yourself first and what you end up with is a life that is filled with richness 
from the people that you've blessed and poured into. What you give up is selfish desire and what you gain is health and healing and stability and warmth. But when we don't follow God, we get exactly what we're after, which is our way. And our way often ends up in some pretty horrendous consequences. What I really struggle with Solomon is God gave him wealth and fame and wisdom. Remember, wisest man who ever lived and still succumbed to temptation and still, despite having spoken with God, made terrible decisions. The only way that we survive temptation is by being close to the Creator, close to the Father, and constantly surrounding ourselves with people who help keep us accountable, who speak love and truth into us, who show mercy and grace, but also, as you'll find out in tomorrow's readings and readings after, that they correct us. They they bring us to a place where we can see our shortcomings. And family, this is this is what it's about. This is why we need each other. So let's follow God. Let's take hold of those promises and not those consequences. Amen? May you be encouraged by the word and built up in the spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.